From a studio high above the clouds of the Okanagan Valley, this is the Cannabis Podcast. Exploring the world of Canadian cannabis culture, one toke at a time. Now, here's your host and bud tender, Gary Johnston. Let me welcome you back to the Cannabis Podcast, or maybe this is your very first visit. If it is, well, an especially warm welcome for you. Ahead, 30 or 40 minutes filled with information about the plant that I happen to have a passion for, and that would be cannabis. That may be why you came along for the visit. Let me remind you before we get started that this program is intended only for those 19 or older in your jurisdiction and is intended purely for entertainment and perhaps educational purposes. You should always consume your cannabis responsibly. A conversation today with John Fries, the co-founder and CEO of Metolius Hemp Company, helping people improve their lives with hemp-based products. A study has found that cannabis consumers are more empathetic than most, and a story on helping ease chronic pain with cannabis. On Cultivar Corner, we taste a delightful innovation from Simply Bear, the two-layer Layer J pre-roll. All of that plus a chuckle or two on episode 136 of the Cannabis Podcast. And before we get too far along, let me thank you for being a listener. I truly appreciate the fact that you're here. I also want to thank my supporters at buymeacoffee.com slash cannabis podcast. Thanks, Kevin and Jordana. If you feel so inclined and you like what you hear, you also can go there and buy me a doobie. Also, thanks to my patrons at Patreon, Tony and Roger. Plus, with ad-free episode access, Rob and Gage. And let me say goodbye and thanks for his support as well to Justin. Now, let's get to our first story. And for that, I thank my buddy David Wiley, because we are going to the outs.ca. People who use cannabis are more empathetic, a study finds. Those of us who regularly use cannabis show signs of a heightened understanding of other people's emotions, also known as being more empathetic. A new study, published in the Journal of Neuroscience Research, says regular cannabis users are smarter at emotional intelligence than those who aren't commonly referred to as EQ, emotional quotient or emotional intelligence. Researchers from Mexico say their study shows cannabis users have greater connectivity within a part of the brain mainly responsible for empathy. We found that cannabis users have a greater emotional comprehension, a cognitive empathy trait involving the understanding of the other emotional state, says the study. Researchers wrote that the findings are significant because cannabis use has generally been associated with negative mental health and behavioral outcomes. This study, on the other hand, is part of a growing body of evidence that shows cannabis helps people be in tune with the emotions of others. Furthermore, say researchers, the anterior cingulate, a region generally affected by cannabis use and related to empathy, had stronger functional connectivity with brain regions related to sensing the emotional states of others within one's own body. These findings highlight positive effects of cannabis on interpersonal relationships and potential therapeutic applications. It builds on other research that's found cannabis users are less verbally hostile and they have greater empathetic predisposition to other situations compared to non-users. This latest study compared psychometric scores of empathy subscales between a group of 85 regular cannabis users and a group of 51 non-consumers. Researchers suggest cannabis users' brains have a greater connectivity between the anterior cingulate and the bilateral somatomotor cortex, which could be the reason for the EQ. 
Overall, the study says it's a good reason to continue looking into the connection between cannabis and empathy. Given previous studies of the effect of cannabis on mood and emotional detection, we believe that these results contribute to open a pathway to study further the clinical applications of the positive effect that cannabis or cannabis components could have in effect and social interactions, says the study. We believe that the differences shown by regular cannabis users in the emotional comprehension scores and their brain functional connectivity could be related to the use of cannabis. However, we cannot discard that such differences were present before the users started their use of cannabis. And again, thanks to David Wiley from theounce.ca for that story. And we always knew that. Cannabis users are more empathetic. Don't you agree? From the cannabis-infused studio in the clouds, this is the Cannabis Podcast. We spent a lot of time on the Cannabis Podcast talking about cannabis. We have not spent a lot of time on the Cannabis Podcast talking about hemp. And that, of course, is the other side of cannabis. Well, we're going to have some conversation about hemp today. With me today is John Fries. John is the CEO and the co-founder of Metolius Hemp. John, welcome to the Cannabis Podcast. Thanks for having me, Gary. First off, love the name of the podcast. There's a story behind that, and, and uh, I'm glad I chose it because I think it's, it was the right, right move. Absolutely. So let's talk about you a bit, John. So now you're with Metolius Hemp, which I'm going to suggest the focus is on hemp. Yes. Did you start your cannabis journey with hemp or did you start it with, with cannabis? Uh, with hemp. Uh, we began uh, here in Central Oregon. We're located in Bend, Oregon, uh, farming almost six years ago, Gary. And so like many, uh, we sort of follow the green rush. And uh, my cousin actually had uh, gotten a land lease to grow some industrial hemp on uh, a friend's farm. We started with one farm. Next year went to two. And then uh, eventually up to seven farms. Uh, and our peak year, we had 84 acres on those seven farms and uh, produced about $2.5 million worth of CBD and CBG flour. But that's where we started uh, about uh, five and a half years ago. You mentioned both CBD and CBG. So give me a sense, John, of where you started, why you started, and, and how Metolius got to where you are today. Yeah, so we were farming for those those three seasons, Gary. And uh, as you probably well know, what was the product that you were developing back then uh, was either flour or biomass. And the flour, um, you know, ultimately uh, bucked and 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 cured and trimmed, was sold to brokers and wholesalers who would then distribute the flour all throughout the country in in states where uh, they were distributing CBD predominantly, or you would uh, grind up the plant and, and, and sell biomass, which would often be utilized to produce crude oil uh, or distillate or isolate. Um, and it was a decent business to be in uh, if there weren't so many uh, shysters involved. And, and, and so what we came to find was that about 50 to 60% of the revenue we generated through contracts with the wholesale of our flour and biomass uh, never came through. Um, and so, for example, in that last year, we did about 2.4 million in flour and biomass sales. We collected on about 1.3 million of it. And at that point, myself and 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 the co-founders of Metolius sat down and said, hey, I think we could go direct to consumer um, with the plant-based medicine that uh, is inherently all throughout um, the industrial hemp plant. And we could produce products that um, not only serve the needs of consumers, but that uh, no longer put us in a position of... Um, 
being sort of taken advantage of. And all of a sudden, we had to produce dramatically less product off of the farm. And we could start making products that we thought would service um, the various health needs of consumers throughout the country. So we stopped farming. Um, We continue to farm, but we stopped farming at scale and ratcheted down to one farm and just started growing about four acres a year. And we use that that uh, CBD, CBG, CBDV, all of the various strains um, we produce. Uh, and we started making pre-rolls and then canagars and canarettes and then eventually producing crude oil and distillate and started producing our, our non-smokable products as well. Very cool. I'm intrigued about the, the CBG. Um, so yeah. you have been growing CBG for, for how long now? Uh, we've been growing CBG for uh, four plus years. Uh, we were fortunate uh, because we were one of 11 farms in the United States that had a one-year head start on all of their farms with a specific uh, form of genetics from um, CBD seed company called Oregon CBD, which is considered one of the preeminent genetics, genetics uh, companies in the country. And so we got the CBG Uh, seeds a year before anybody else, and it made a humongous difference. It's an unbelievable version of the cannabis plant. Uh, I think as as most of your listeners uh, may know, when a plant is planted, specifically cannabis, uh, it always starts out as CBG. And then as the plant matures, right, it it converts into CBD, THC, and all the other cannabinoids. This particular uh, set of genetics uh, grows to be a very sort of stringy looking almost. I mean, it's somewhat full, but uh, plant. And what's in- intriguing about it is there's almost no oil in the flower. Um, and so this particular strain was called Snow White or just white. And what it was, was is super crystallized flowers with almost no oil. And when we took it to third party testing for labs, uh, you would truly get non-detect levels of THC, very, very low levels of CBD and very, very high levels of CBG. And for those that don't know, um, CBG, or they, what they call the stem cell cannabinoid or mother cannabinoid, uh, has two primary um, purposes. Uh, one, uh, it tends to clean out the receptors throughout the human body that the endocannabinoid system uh, communicates through. And, and two, it, it, it looks to increase bioavailability uh, or receipt of all forms of cannabinoids. So we use it to do two things. One is help people keep their endocannabinoid system sort of more cleansed. Uh, and two, to increase the efficacy of all of our products that have CBD or CBN or any other cannabinoids in them. So it's a pretty, pretty amazing um, cannabinoid, CBG. And uh, there's no question we get a ton of questions about it at all the events we do and on our site and from our customers and distributors. Yeah, I bet. Uh, and as you say, the mother of all cannabinoids. Uh, and, and that's a really good description of the, the value of CBG that you provide, cleaning out the receptors and, uh, and allowing it to be more fluid to receive all the other cannabinoids. I'm going to share that with my staff when, when we get together again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was an excellent description, John. So let's talk about Metolia. So you have a, a whole line of, of products. I'm assuming that because we are CBD, CBG, and CBN and all of those other cannabinoids related, that these are things that are going to help people improve their lives, Correct. Correct. Yeah, we have uh, we have an approach, Gary, uh, that we've taken since day one, and our, our vision was um, what we call the exit pact, and uh, exit to 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 reduce or or remove or leave, uh, and then pact is an acronym we use, and 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 the P A C T, and that stands for exiting pharmaceutical drugs, alcohol, caffeine, and tobacco. And so every single product we've produced 
has the driver behind it to help you reduce or replace, again, pharmaceutical drugs, alcohol, caffeine, or tobacco. So every time we produce a product and bring it to market and do R&D, we say, okay, is this going to reduce or replace an existing vice uh, or an existing um, modality that people are using to deal with predominantly the symptoms of a particular condition? And can we, can we match it? And, and so we start with the exit pact. Uh, those are the four categories we're trying to provide plant-based medicine as alternatives in. And then we try to do three things, Gary, to make it really work for the consumer. Uh, first and foremost, we we match the form factor. So our canarettes being a perfect example, they look exactly like cigarettes, uh, but they only have two organic ingredients, uh, CBD and CBG flour, and they come in packs of, of 10 or 20. And so they match the form factor. So when you toke one of our canarettes versus smoke a cigarette, um, you're having the same overall um, experience and the ritual and the habit feels very consistent and similar to what you're used to. Uh, number two, we try to match the price. And so we know it's difficult for consumers to have behavioral change if something's going to be more costly for them. So uh, all of our products are, are direct to consumer. Uh, we have subscriptions on all of our products. And so you can actually get our canarettes for about the same price as you can get a pack of American spirits. So number two is we match the price. And then number three is we try and have the exact opposite um, health impact. And so our canarettes versus a cigarette, again, two organic ingredients. As you know, there are five primary ways in which cannabis has been proven in um, studies over the last about 35 years to have the five main properties of being anti-cancer, um, whether that be angiogenesis, apoptopic, et cetera. And so uh, what you've got is in, in comparison to a cigarette that has 260 to 270 chemicals and additives, um, the vast majority of which are, are carcinogens, we just want to have the, same, the opposite health impact. So those are our big three, match the form factor, match the price, and then have the exact opposite health impact. Very cool. And I'm taking a look at your website. And, and as you were talking about the tobacco replacement, I'm, and, and you've, you say you've, you've matched the form factor and you've matched the form factor in your packaging as well. I see they, they, they look like a little pack of cigarettes. So, yes. So that's really cool what you're doing, John. So let's talk uh, some of the other pieces. So if there's one thing, if there's one question I get asked multiple times a day in our store, it's, I need help with sleep. Can you help yes. me with my sleep? What kind of things yes. are, you, are you doing at Metolius to, to help with that? Yeah, so we, uh, it's a great question, Gary. We get that a lot as well. I mean, it's, 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 it's one of the big three, right? It's, uh, it's sleep, uh, anxiety, and pain. Uh, are the big three we hear. And so with sleep, uh, we've launched a product with a pretty unbelievable and, and notable individual, Dr. Nicole Appellian. Um, she is a world-renowned uh, author, TV celebrity, was on the TV show alone for two seasons, uh, and is um, has been producing tinctures uh, for nearly a decade now under the brand Dr. Nicole's. Um, apothecary. And she is um, very, very successful with that business. And she has been studying plant-based medicine and herbal medicine and has published a number of books on it as well. And so she is a close personal friend and we were able to collaborate with her. And we just launched our product called River Source, which is a, a series of natural botanicals uh, as well as CBD and CBG and it is just an unbelievable formulation that is in tincture format um, that leverages her existing sleep tincture and then adds in the cannabinoids of CBD and CBG. I will just add this because I think it's poignant for your listeners. Uh, when we initially launched this product uh, just last month in uh, October, 
of, uh, or excuse me, September of, of 2023. What we ended up having, Gary, was a version that was CBD, CBG, and CBN, plus all of the uh, botanicals and herbs that were in the sleep tincture. In Oregon, like many states, CBN uh, has now been prohibited for us to sell as an industrial hemp company. So they call it a, a, a chemically derived cannabinoid, meaning right that whether you utilize CO2 or some other extraction process, they feel as though uh, that the uh, level of CBN that is in the industrial hemp plant is not high enough that you would naturally be able to extract it. So uh, in Oregon and in many states, they only allow recreational cannabis companies to now manufacture and distribute CBN. So for the last three years, we've had a CBN sleep powder that was a mix of CBD, CBN, and magnesium. Uh, and it was our second best seller as a company. So we've been selling a sleep solution for three years. It was our second best seller. And, and, and truly uh, on October 30th, actually, we had to remove all of our CBN products from our site just recently. Um, and fortunately, we were launching this new product. So we're hopeful with time we can bring it back because CBN is an unbelievable cannabinoid, especially for sleep. Uh, but what we've Initial feedback is the efficacy of our of our what we call river source sleep tincture is as good, if not better, than what we used to call our River Dream sleep powder. So it's just been an interesting process. But yeah, that that that's what we have. And as you mentioned as well, pain is another thing that we are always getting requests for, has some help to relieve their pain, the chronic pain that so many people are dealing with. And I see on your site, you've got a number of uh, roller sticks, which are becoming more popular as well. Yeah, mo many of our products, Gary, if, if I'm, I'm completely transparent, have been these unbelievable um, collaborations. The one I mentioned with Dr. Nicola Pellian a, a minute ago, uh, the the pain roller and pain stick and pain lotion we have is in collaboration with an amazing company here in Oregon that it's, it's about a 10-year-old recipe. Um, and uh, it has CBD and CBG from our flower, uh, triple extracted with no chemicals uh, as the base oil set. Uh, and then you've got avocado oil in there, got jojoba oil in there, comfrey, camphor, arnica. It's it, it's just it's got a myriad of elements in it, and so that's one of our big things too. Is cannabis we believe is the most medicinally rich plant on on planet Earth. I think the only thing that could even uh, potentially compete with it would be would be all forms of of fungi. Um, but with that being stated, I think uh, the overall impact, because the endocannabinoid system is in the body of every mammal, and the only way to augment it is with cannabinoids that are in about 25 plants on planet Earth, but they're not available at the level and at the density they are in cannabis. But because of that, we think that's the starting point. But if you can add in other herbs, other oils, other botanicals, as well as mushrooms, which we try to do in all of our products, make them premium and enhanced, add in every proven, scientifically backed, peer-reviewed additional plant-based solution to augment the product. We think that's why they are so effective for our customers. It's not just cannabis. So CBD, CBG, all of them are amazing, but there are a number of other plants out there that can only make them better. I'm judging by the, the picture um, that you also offer some support for uh, dogs specifically. And that's another request we often get. And there's just a few products that I think are appropriate for, for serving to your pets. Is that correct, John? Yeah, we at this point we've got uh, two tinctures specific for, for specifically designed for for dogs and cats, and we are looking to augment that line with perhaps some treats as well. But that has become one of our top five sellers, and and as you well know, Gary, uh, people sometimes tend to spend more on the well being of their pets than they do themselves, and especially with with quality of life. I think what's kind of amazing is us as humans will 
walk around and all of a sudden we've got a little bit of a limp or we've got some back pain or all of a sudden our cognition is decreased or whatever or our anxiety has increased and, and, and we'll sort of tackle it when it gets to be overwhelming. Whereas we find with, with um, the family members that are four-legged, people are willing to make moves early on and, and improve the quality of life for them. And that's where I think it's undeniable. When you, when you talk to humans and, and people say, oh, that's a placebo effect or you know, there must be something else that's, that's improving their anxiety or decreasing their pain or improving their sleep. But when you provide an animal uh, with a tincture and you see the results same day, often within minutes, it's undeniable. They can't fake the placebo effect. And, and that's what I think is so beautiful about providing solutions to pets. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's a very good point. It's, it's hard for a dog to fake the fact that, that they that's think right. they got some good, some good stuff. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm curious, John, just from a personal perspective, um, running this hemp company from Metolius, do you consume cannabis at all yourself? Oh, yes, absolutely. Every single day. Um, and so, you know, for me, I think like a lot of people was a big recreational cannabis user, you know, in, in college and in the years after, and then completely went away from it for about 15 years. Uh, and then the real precursor, uh, Gary, for re-entry, if you will, into cannabis, um, both on the recreational side as well as the non-recreational side, uh, was we, we have an autistic son and started doing research uh, into what um, Professor Raphael had been doing in Israel um, for, for many, many years, which was studying the, obviously, he's the godfather of, of cannabis and, and, and discovering the endocannabinoid system and THC and CBD and all the likes. But um, Israel as, as a nation had the most sort of leniency in regards to studying cannabis and the most peer-reviewed studies had been done there and the most clinical trials had been done there. And uh, with our son having autism, we were looking into CBD tincture as a solution for him at the time. Uh, he was approximately seven years old. And what we found was that it was effective for him. Probably, I would argue, it was about a 30% improvement in overall mood, behavior, and sleep patterns improving. But what we had to do, like many parents have to do, is you know sort of get over that stigma and then next find a way to deliver it for him in particular, uh, like many kids on the spectrum, um, as a relatively limited diet and is only willing to eat certain things. So we would mix it in with his cream cheese and then place it on, uh, on, on a bagel, for example. And with time, we tried to get him to utilize tincture that had better flavors as flavors improved, but we also... Uh, ultimately wanted really, really efficacious tincture that was directly produced from the plant. So that was actually the, the impetus for us launching those dips. That product was uh, actually invented for my son. And so uh, he was taking a product called Calm um, that you may be familiar with. It's a magnesium drink that uh, a lot of kids on the spectrum take. Uh, it's, it's, it, it, it increases the level of magnesium available um, in their system, which has been proven to improve mood, decrease anxiety, and improve sleep. And, and he was taking it as a mixed drink, but he wouldn't always finish it. Uh, and, you know, you have to make it for him and if he wasn't thirsty. And so I was like, huh, he won't keep the tincture under his tongue. He won't always drink this drink. I wonder if we can put it in something that he would just place in his mouth. And even if he just chewed on it or left it in there for a second, we would get sublingual or buccal absorption. And so True story is went and bought some nicotine pouches, cut them open, blew them out with compressed air, um, filled them up with uh, magnesium and CBD isolate and a little bit of citric nitrate flavorant from like an emergency pack that uh, the, the flavored uh, vitamin packs and then reheat sealed it. 
and I took it uh, and I was like, this tastes pretty amazing. And, you know, whether you put it under your tongue or threw it in between your cheek and your gums, uh, you felt the impact within five to 10 minutes. And then I handed him one and he took it and he left it in his cheek for a second. And then a little bit longer, he's like, oh, it's, it's bubbling, it's bubbling. And then he would chew on it. Regardless, though, he's getting 100 milligrams of CBD, either via sublingual or buccal absorption, which is exponentially better than the bioavailability of eating something that's an ingestible. And obviously, he's not smoking. Uh, but that was the driver. Uh, sorry, I went off on a tangent there. But that was the driver for that particular product. And uh, it has become our best selling. There's families all over the country that use it for their kids. Well, that was a, it was a, a, I'm glad you went off on a tangent. It was a nice story. So thanks for sharing that, John. And and since the cannabis podcast is headquartered in Canada, do you have any any plans to to move your way up north? We would love to. Um, we've been in discussions for the last about two and a half years with various opportunities um, to export product uh, to either the uh, EU um, uh, as well as to South America. Uh, they have not come to fruition as of yet. Uh, our hope is that, uh, obviously, as, you, as you're probably aware and your listeners are aware, uh, industrial hemp is legal in the United States on a federal level, uh, and recreational cannabis is legal on a state-by-state basis. But our hope is that internationally, uh, the markets open up because I do think, like any other realm of, of supplementation or, if you will, plant-based medicine, you and I can garner supplements from Europe. Australia, et cetera, Japan, that we can order and, and, and receive at our home, uh, especially if they are unique and differentiated and the prime source. I'll, I'll give a great example. She Legit, which has become, I think, uh, relatively popular over the last year or so, uh, is a product that wasn't available in the United States until recently. And She Legit has now become mainstream in the United States. It's, you know, this is a product that was out of Asia uh, that has been used for centuries or millennia as an additive to hot water uh, that has all of these minerals and vitamins. You're seeing this now, the same thing with sea moss, not that sea moss wasn't available in the United States, but it wasn't prevalent. And so we're hopeful um, that the laws open up uh, and that we'll be able to help people all over the world with our products. There's no question customers have have purchased our products from the United States and taken them internationally, um, which is, is often fine for them to do because uh, they do not have uh, levels of THC that would be prohibitive in their uh, countries that they're flying to, but they'll often ask us for they'll often ask us for a, a copy of our license and sometimes even a certificate of analysis on the product in case they, uh, you know, because our sleep powder in particular, if you're flying from here to uh, South America and you've got a big jar of white powder. Uh, might want to have some paperwork associated with it. That won't raise any eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, it's got a label on it. It's got a label on the outside. I'm sure it's fine. Well, great story, John. Metolius, is, it sounds like you're thriving in, in all 50 states. And who knows, maybe eventually we'll be able to get your products in Canada. Any last words for the listeners of the Cannabis Podcast today, John? I just want to say thanks for what you do, Gary. I think it's individuals like yourself that is uh, building awareness uh, around the plant and its impact and all of its forms and just appreciate you having us on here. If, if people want to check us out, obviously they can check out Metolia Semp on any search engine and um, we would love to serve anybody that's dealing with something they haven't found a solution for yet. We're just going to keep driving forward until this becomes as mainstream as, uh, well, hopefully more mainstream than a lot of the over-counter drugs that are out there today. So 
just appreciate you and appreciate you having us on. Well, thanks very much, John. I really appreciate your comments, your thoughts, and enjoy the rest of your night. You too, Gary. Thank you, sir. And we are heading to Kenigma.com for our next story. And this is a story that I know affects a lot of people. And a lot of people have questions about it. Can cannabis help with chronic pain? I myself have experienced some support and some success with cannabis for my chronic pain. But here's the story written by Gleb Olenek. Chronic pain is the most common reason people turn to medical marijuana. According to a 2019 study, two-thirds of medical cannabis patients in the U.S. listed pain as their qualifying condition. Thanks to the lifting of cannabis prohibitions and advances in medical research, we now have a solid body of clinical evidence that medical marijuana preparations work for various types of chronic pain. Many of those medical studies demonstrate that cannabis is an effective treatment for chronic pain, from cancer, neuropathy, fibromyalgia, multiple sclerosis, arthritis, migraine, and others. That research is welcome news for sufferers for several reasons. Firstly, chronic pain conditions don't always respond to standard treatment. Secondly, marijuana has less serious side effects than many prescription pain medications, including a much lower risk of addiction and almost zero risk of fatal overdose. Scientists and doctors only really started to understand how cannabis interacts with the human body in the 1990s. It was then that researchers discovered that cannabinoids, chemical compounds like THC and CBD found in the cannabis plant, are also produced naturally by the human body. Soon thereafter, scientists mapped out an entire system of receptors in the body, the endocannabinoid system, that reacts only to cannabinoids. But those produced by the plant, phytocannabinoids, and those produced by the body, endocannabinoids. In the years since, medical researchers discovered that the endocannabinoid system plays a major role in regulating key functions of the body, including mood, metabolism, learning and memory, sleep, immunity, and pain. Today we know that the endocannabinoid system receptors are involved in regulating two of the major types of pain, and how our bodies perceive them, nociceptive pain, caused by actual harm to the body, such as a burn, and neuropathic pain, caused by damage to nerves that relay pain signals. Endocannabinoid receptors have been discovered in various parts of the peripheral and central nervous system, and in almost every aspect of the pain pathway. Other endocannabinoid receptors have been found to play a role in reducing and regulating inflammatory pain. Dozens of studies have been conducted on how and whether cannabis and cannabinoids is an effective treatment for pain including chronic pain. 2015, a systematic review of 28 such studies concluded that there was moderate quality evidence to support the use of cannabinoids in the treatment of chronic pain. A 2010 study on cancer pain that wasn't responding to regular opioid medications found that a treatment which combined CBD and THC resulted in a significant reduction of pain. In that study, 43% of subjects reported a 30% or greater improvement. This is an especially notable finding because it indicates that drugs containing multiple cannabinoids may be more effective than isolated active ingredients. Another highly cited study from 2008, examining the effects of smoking cannabis for neuropathic pain, found that using resulted in significant pain relief. A 2006 study by British researchers examining the effects of Sativex, a cannabis-based drug, found that it led to significant improvement on pain associated with rheumatoid arthritis. 
Another highly cited study from 2008 examined the effect of nabilone, a THC-based drug, on fibromyalgia patients. It found that the treatment resulted in significant improvements in pain and quality of life. A 2016 study looked at the benefits of medical cannabis in people with various kinds of treatment-resistant chronic pain. Researchers found that marijuana not only reduced pain, but also significantly reduced the use of prescription opioid medications. Another 2016 study looked at the use of medically prescribed cannabis in patients with chronic migraine headaches. Over 85% of the patients reported having fewer migraines per month, on average of 10.4 down to 4.6. In conclusion, more clinical trials should still be done, but there is solid scientific evidence that cannabis is effective in the treatment of chronic pain. Its low side effect profile makes it an attractive option. While cannabis has been found to be an effective treatment option for chronic pain, especially in cases that don't respond to conventional medicine, it's not without downsides. Most notably, THC. One of the active therapeutic ingredients is psychotropic and can lead to cognitive side effects such as impaired memory, anxiety, and euphoria. It can also trigger psychosis in some individuals. CBD-rich preparations such as CBD oil, however, are not intoxicating. Cannabis-based treatments can also cause other side effects, including drowsiness, fatigue, dry mouth, and changes in appetite. All in all, however, these side effects are minor, and marijuana is a remarkably safe substance, especially when compared to the pharmaceutical drugs normally prescribed to treat pain. There have been no verified cases of death caused by cannabis. When considering the use of cannabis for chronic pain or any other medical condition, it's important to consult with your doctor before initiating any therapy. And there again, a story from Kenigma.com that cannabis can indeed help with chronic pain, and I hope that helps you. THC, CBD, terpene profiles, what's in me? Oh, please explain to me. Go to the corner, go to the corner, oh yeah. Go to the corner, please explain this stuff to me. Over the course of time of doing Cultivar Corner, I have expressed eh, concerns about pre-rolls, uh, simply for the cost involved with them. And I'm kind of throwing that out the window today <laughs> because I'm doing a Cultivar Corner on Simply Bear's Layer J. Now, talk about innovation in the industry. This is really innovative, so innovative that I have to be honest, I did give this a try. And when I tried it the first time, I, I couldn't get it to fire. <laughs> I lit the joint like I light all my joints, and I just couldn't get any draw out of it. Really frustrated, but had a chat with Sean at Simply Bear and with Jen, the rep who serves us for Simply Bear, and they gave me some, some instructions, which I didn't realize I ever needed, <laughs> but, but I did. And I have to admit that having their instructions, uh, it was a whole lot better experience. So what we're doing today is the Simply Bear Layer J. Now, what's so innovative about this? Well, first of all, I probably shouldn't be doing this by myself because this is a big fat joint. It's a gram and a half. Uh, so I suspect I could be a little loaded by the time I'm done today. <laughs> and I may, in fact, have to do this in two parts so that I can get through both parts of the joint. So I say both parts of the joint. What the heck does he mean? Well, he means that the layer J is literally that. 
the bottom layer of this 1.5 gram joint is BC Organic Cleopatra flour and hash. And the lineage for Cleopatra is Julius Caesar and Triple Burger. And on top of that, the very first thing I'm going to smoke in this big fat joint is BC Organic White Rainbow Flour and Hash Rosin. And that was the problem with me getting it going. So, in order to do the Layer J properly, you got to give it a nice bit of flame at the end and let it heat up and let it glow before you even start drawing. And that was the mistake I made. So I've got the flame at the end of my Layer J. She's a firing up. I'm just going to let that burn for a little bit, get nice and hot so the rosin starts to heat up and starts to flow. And then the trick is, once you've got all that heat, nice tiny little... to get it going, and then you can do a full-on. And there we go. Oh, and what a lovely taste. So the first layer here is the white rainbow flower and hash rosin. Oh, I got it going nicely now. That is really key. Getting that front part really, really hot before you even start to draw, and then take a couple of nice even draws, and then you're into a full-born Take as much toke as you want. Oh, and the taste delicious. That flour mixed with the hash rosin. Mmm. Oh, my goodness sakes. <laughs> and as I try to do with Cultivar Corner, this is the first one of a day. And after a couple of those little hits, I've already got some happy eyes going on. I've got some euphoria happening. I got a little head high happening. Oh, yes. Now, as I expressed before we began, this is a big mother of a joint. <laughs> and I suspect that me as a single individual might have trouble smoking the entire thing in one setting. So we may find that this cultivar corner is split into two parts so that I get that transition down into the bottom half. But we'll see. Oh, really nice taste. Just loving that taste. So this would be a really good party joint. This would be a good one to share with a bunch of friends. If you are into sharing joints like we once did, those nasty years of COVID might have stopped a few people from sharing joints. But this would definitely be one you could share because it's big enough. It's fat enough. Now, let's talk a little bit about Simply Bear and their approach to pre-rolls. So, their approach to pre-rolls is pretty simple. They take their pre-rolls from the same raw nugs that are packaged in the jars. They start by grinding the nugs to a fine consistency, and then they screen and remove the twigs and stems. They load the mix into pre-rolled hemp paper cones, then shake things up in a machine to help settle the mixture and remove air pockets. Then they are finished by hand. Once the joints are filled and weighed, the team gently taps down the contents of each one to make sure each is neither too tight or too loose. And finally, the joints make it down the line to where two of our experts twist the tips and cut off any excess paper to create the perfect joint. And I gotta say, it's packed pretty well, my Layer J. 
The issues for me being able to draw it were not that it was packed too tight. It was that I didn't start it with the proper amount of heat, and now that I have, she's a nice, smooth joint. Mm. So I'm in my top layer, which, as we've already described, is BC Organic White Rainbow with some hash rosin. Now, I have given you the details, the other details of what's in here. Uh, my total THC is sitting at 35.4%. <laughs> and that's why we add rosin to weed, isn't it? To get those, oh my goodness sakes, I'm just getting blasted here. <laughs> and then the total terpenes are sitting at 2.87%. Now, on the package, there isn't a breakdown of the terpenes. And that was, if I have a little bit of disappointment, is that I go to the Simply Bear site and I see nothing about the Layer J. So I can't get you any more details other than what I can find from one of our retail sites. And this is from OKI Cannabis. And their description is, the Simply Bear Layer J is a new infused pre-roll. Two cultivars collide in this pre-roll where the bottom is filled with milled whole flour and hash of one cultivar, while the top is filled with the rosin and milled whole flour of another. They're hand-selected each cultivar to create a smoke that melts in your mouth. Mm. That's an interesting term, and I guess I'm going to agree with that term right now. My goodness, I am just getting zipped here. And I'm still just in the first layer. It hasn't found its way into that transition point yet. It looks to me like I probably got about another inch or so on the joint. Really well rolled. Nicely packed, not too tight, not too loose. Nothing's falling out on me. I find sometimes with these big joints that that, that big piece of hot burning ember can fall out of the joint if you're not careful. That hasn't happened to me so far. Oh, yeah. Really, really nice. Oh, and... <laughs> Have I ever told you I just love being high? <laughs> Well, I need to express that thought again, because here I am. <laughs> it's another day, another cultivar corner, and more high for Gary. So, because I'm fairly deep into this cultivar corner, oh my goodness, oh, the high just keeps getting better. Nice little rush down my back at that point. This is the top layer. This is still the white rainbow and Hash rosin of white rainbow. Really a nice buzz. But I think just simply due to time and the fact that I don't want my cultivar corner to be 35 minutes long, <laughs> I am going to do part two. Okay, I messed it up the first time. <laughs> I got it the second time. The Layer J from Simply Bear really enjoying the first half. And I'll be back soon to talk about the bottom half. All right, it's back in flame and I believe we are approaching the transition area of my layer, J. I had to put it out. I just got super, super high, which is never a bad thing when you're smoking a joint and that's your goal. So as I say, I think I'm close to moving into the second half of this layer joint. Moving into the bottom layer, I'm probably about a quarter inch away from it. So I'm still dealing with the white rainbow and hash rosin. Mm, really nice and tasty, really smooth. Mm. 
Now, will it be a distinctive change that I will notice? Let's hope so. <laughs> I think I'm into that space now. Oh, still really smooth. Still a delightful taste. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so now less of the hash rosin. I can kind of feel that. Well, I can't feel it, but I sense it. And now we are moving into the BC Organic Cleopatra and hash made from Cleopatra. Yeah, very, very smooth. Really, really enjoying this. And based on the taste, I think I have made the transition. A very smooth transition it was. At this point, I'm getting a little bit uneven burn on my joint. I got one section that's kind of sticking out, and I'm wondering if That may be where the hash is or the hash rosin was. I don't know. Hard to say. A nice gray ash on that, though. Oh, wow. <laughs> this weed is really good. I'm just into it now. And once again, I am high. Mm -mm -mm. Very, very high, I must say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice and smooth. Love the taste of both ends of this. Mm -mm -mm. And right now, I am just euphoric. Got my happy eyes. Feeling really good. Feeling really positive. And I still probably got about a third of the joint to go. <laughs> so like I did before, I think I may put this out and utilize it later because I don't need any more now. So if you're looking for a real treat, and as I say, I probably shouldn't have smoked this by myself. <laughs> this should be something you do with a group of people. It's a one and a half grams of the layer J. The top half is, again, white rainbow flower with hash rosin. And the bottom half, no, sorry, that's the... No, that's the top layer. And the bottom layer is Cleopatra flower with hash. And as you can probably tell, I'm a little bit stoned. <laughs> the layer J from Simply Bear. Mm -mm -mm. Delicious. And again, when I am want to, after the cannabinoids have been rolling around in my endocannabinoid system, I am really, really high. Really, really enjoying this. It's really giving me a buzz. It's kind of a smiley high I got going right now. Really enjoying the Layer J from Simply Bear. It's amazing the innovation that's happening in this industry. Sharing stories about good weed while trying good weed. This is the Cannabis Podcast. And where I thank you once again for being a listener. I truly appreciate the fact that you're here. And I was given some thought this week that I don't really have a, a good close to the podcast. 
So I thought I'd change that and come up with something that is repeatable. I can kind of do every episode. And I thought it'd be interesting to finish with a chuckle, which is something we've been doing at the store lately, putting up various weed jokes and quotes. And so here is how we're going to finish off episode 136. What's the difference between alcohol and cannabis? Well, alcohol, five guys get drunk, they're likely to start a fight. Cannabis, five guys get stoned, more likely to start a band. And that is episode 136 of the Cannabis Podcast. From the cannabis-infused studio, high above the Okanagan Valley, this was the Cannabis Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. I started the Pop Moms Podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.